This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 45 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman. And our St. Louis Blues, our meaning myself and Steve Cerruti's St. Louis Blues, are facing off versus the Boston Bruins. Tommy Freeze pops Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. And even though we're at odds, we're going to come together this week to do this podcast. But Tommy Freeze pops is here. He's not wearing any Bruins gear or any Boston gear today. Actually, he's in a nice looking flannel. So we'll welcome him in. Tom, what's up? Hi, how's it going? And we have Steve, as always, checking in from Bristol, executive producer of The Will Kane Show, and he has a ton of other titles that we don't need to run through. But Steve, hey, how are you? What's good? All right, you guys, we need to start here. We're coming off a long holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Shout out to those who have served. But Tom and I both had interesting wedding weekends that we went to, and we need to just start there. First of all, Steve, did you do anything exciting for Memorial Day weekend? Uh, I don't think so. I kind of just chilled. I had to work Monday, so oh, I, uh, I was filming. What? I was filming on Levitard with Randy Scott and Nicole Briscoe. It was nice. pretty fun. Good times. What's up? So I had an early. Uh, I had, I got out early, but I ended up just kind of playing FIFA and hanging with my dog. Question. So exciting stuff. You know. <laughs> so your your dream day. So Monday. <laughs> honestly, honestly, the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Great day. Uh, question for you: Does the Randy Scott hour apply to the third hour of an earlier time slot? The written, uh, the, you, some would say it's three hours with Randy. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, Randy, so you know what's the weirdest thing that Randy said the entire three hours was that he thought Will Kane was, he, he thought that the Will Kane's like look and persona was like a lacrosse player type guy. And I was like, dude, Will is not lacrosse player, bro. That doesn't make any sense. Like, Bubba and I looked at him and no. we were just like, that is not who Will is. Like, That's I don't know a why terrible take. Him in that category. Yeah, he is not a yeah, lacrosse. Yeah, like, he wears cowboy boots. He doesn't wear like vineyard vines and have like a swoop hairdo. Not even the correct build. No, I know. Like water polo. I like. Dude, I was like, Will. I asked Will the next day. I was like, Dude, dudes in Texas even play lacrosse? He's like, Yeah, it's getting kind of popular, you know. But like, no, because it all started because we we're like Stu Gotts is a, was a sneaky good lacrosse player when he was a kid. So I, when he was younger, I think he went to school and played mm-hmm. wherever he went to college, and I was like. Does any if you named fifty on air personalities at ESPN that was when and you said hey one of them is really good at lacrosse when they were younger would Stu Gatz make your top fifty and that how that's how it started and they were like oh will you know he's like will would be in my top fifty I was like no way will will and Stu Gatz would be the last two people I would guess would be good at lacrosse will would be top fifty yeah for no sure doubt, for sure not top five he's no. athletic dude, I would 50? put him in the top fifty. 50? but he's a not lot. a lax dude he's not a lax I'm saying dude. just like, that's dudes a very specific top 50? guy. Uh, no, you could throw women in there. Yeah, he's top fifty. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. I disagree. No, so Randy Scott hour. You know that was it was three hours of the Randy Scott hour. So that's good. <laughs> Talked about conspiracy theories because uh, was that, that. Like, those Navy pilots or something saw UFOs or something. I forget what, exactly what the story was, but Randy was really fired up about it. Cool. I'll go listen on the pod. What's up? <laughs> okay, so Tom and I both were away for weddings. So Tom, let's start with you. I know that you had what two weddings in two nights. Yeah, so I'll just run through the the whole scenario here. So I finish the show on Thursday here. Hop on be, a plane. Is this going to be like another Celtic story here? <laughs> I hope not. Can we make sure yeah, to just condense it? Out. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we don't need to know your travel, bro. Uh, well, it's kind of a go. part of the story, Michelle. Uh, I fly to New uh, to New York. I'm in New York for two days. We have a wedding in New York Friday night. Then I wake up Saturday morning, rent a car, drive to Boston to be a groomsman in a wedding for the whole weekend. So that alone yeah, was just exhausting, completely exhausting. Um, but the wedding that I was a groomsman in, I'd say the most noteworthy thing that happened, it was a Sunday night wedding with Memorial Day the next day, recovery day. It was the, I, I don't know what it's called. Maybe you guys know. It's the part of the wedding where, at Jewish weddings, where you pick people up in the chairs and you're like, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a very fun activity. The chair dance? At the Jewish I wedding. could see yes, you the chair dance. loving that. The horror. The horror. Okay, yeah. The so, horror. Uh, I kill it at the horror. Um, <laughs> yeah, dump button. I, I could see you loving that. Dude, like I, that, I could see you being like a, like wanting to be Jewish just to do that. <laughs> totally. I was born to be a part of the horror. I was actually at yeah. a wedding last summer, or was it two summers ago, whenever it was, where I didn't actually even know the couple that well, and I was a part of the horror, lifting them up in the chairs. <laughs> and I get back to my friends, they're like, hey, like you know that you're it's supposed to be like close family and friends that do that. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, I'm participating in the horror uh, at this wedding <laughs> on Sunday, and- I very early on, as in the first bend down to get the chair, 
completely ripped my pants. Ooh, back seam? Ooh. All the way down the back seam. Ooh. Butt crack. Oh. Oh, yeah. Were you? Wait. No, no. Of course I was wearing underwear. Okay. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I do not free ball in a suit. and I feel like that's a psycho move if you do that. I mean, free balling in general is kind of a psycho move, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I would never advocate that. <laughs> yeah. I'll just let you two handle that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a different conversation for a different day. But you know, I'm wearing this like slim fit, nice custom suit for the groomsmen, and I didn't even think twice about you know bending down with it on. But there was too much junk in the trunk, and I split all the way down. Uh, but that didn't stop me. I still continued on in my horror ways. <laughs> and I killed it on the dance floor that night. Did not let it hold me back at all. But you know, I was just a lot more uh, ventilated down down low, we'll say. But you know, people loved it. They're like, "Oh, it's on, oh, rip dance." There we go. And yeah, I just rolled with the punches there. So all in all, great weekend for me. Very tired still, probably. Um, but you know, we made it through. Ripped pants and all. So you just you were just ripped pants guy at the wedding. Yeah, just completely. That sounds about right. Yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> you, does it, Steve? Yeah, I'm, I honestly, it's if it, again, if we we're like trying to like stereotype people, I would be like Tom would be the ripped pants guy at a wedding. In my mind, I thought this story was going to end with him getting really drunk and ripping them totally off like tearaway pants, like Adidas <laughs> that, tearaway pants. Yep, that would also be a possibility. See, that actually, know. that thought crossed my mind when we got back to the hotel of doing some sort of ritual with the pants, um, but I decided against it because it is a nice suit, so I figured I'll just get it fixed. You know, hey, it happened. Well, we got like a little pants, bit of a, you know, a little too slim fit, like, mm, you know, your tailor mm-hmm. screw you up a little bit. No, no, it fit perfectly. Honestly, like around the waist, everything, hips, it all looked good, but it just wasn't prepared for as low as I got. You know, I got super low because I I was actually originally on the horror chair by myself on the back end. There was a few guys in the front end. I was fully on the back end by myself holding both arms in the chair. (laughs) Man in the anchor. Yeah. So, no, great suit. Indochino, they do a nice job. They sponsor a lot of podcasts. What's up? Sponsor us. Yep. I could see you putting like going up or wherever the room is and just like having like a spare pair of basketball shorts that you would put on and just wear the rest of the And room that's what I did. No. Yeah. At, yep. Well, yeah. When we're back at the hotel, everyone hanging out, yep. 100%. Yep. Went 100%. back up, threw on the basketball shorts, threw on some flops, threw on a hat. Like, that was a good time. I feel like I could predict everything you do in life. Huh? Yeah, I, wait, it's just so I easy. Mean, Steve, you, just, <laughs> you and I both, I said the tearaway pants. He was like, yep, thought about it. You called the basketball shirt. Why yep. do we know Tom so well? This is so weird. Yeah, he's, you know, he's an easy guy to predict. Like, I get it. I know who Tom is. And Tom isn't afraid to be who he is. No. You know, so I, I respect it. And I, But I just know, I know Tom's next move most of the time. Let me live my life. Exactly. I, one thing I forgot to mention this in uh, an exchange we had earlier. Um, so there was only like one real slow st- song once the dance floor opened up mm-hmm. and I get paired up with, you know, we're, you're all dancing in circles. I end up dancing with this girl. She, we don't know each other that well and we're, we're slow dancing and towards the end of the, uh, yeah, steamy. Whoa, hot. And towards the end of the song, she just leans up to me and she goes, you got to learn to wear deodorant. Oh, <laughs> so like, no. oh my God. I didn't even say anything. I just looked at her like. First of all, I didn't say this, but of course I wore deodorant. I'm a big man. I take that very seriously. Deodorant is an important part of my morning ritual. But, you know, it was hot out. Hey, I got dude, a little sweaty a on the dance floor. So that's I don't know a, if she- I mean, you just bummed me out. Yeah, uh, yeah, wow. This took such a sad I turn. I don't know if she was making a BO reference or a sweat reference. It, it had to be a sweat reference. No, it had what to be BO. Sm- it had to be I'm BO. pretty sure no, that's I a BO reference. But I yes, didn't yeah. smell. I know I didn't smell. Tom, she wouldn't say, yeah. you're too sweaty, you need deodorant. You only drop deodorant if someone smells bad. I don't, but I don't smell yeah. bad. I'm not a guy that smells bad. You would know if I smelled bad. We spend a lot of time together in ventilated this rooms. It's going to get real awkward fast. Okay. Do I smell bad? <laughs> Tell me right now. <laughs> I mean, I Be don't honest. know, Tom. I don't have an answer. Michelle would know, but I'll just say this before you say anything. Usually, if you're the guy who smells, you don't know you're the guy who smells. I, I know. I would If I smelled, I wouldn't be bringing this up right now. I'm that confident <laughs> that I don't smell bad. I will okay. say this. Uh-oh. <laughs> say it. I'm nervous. I don't get close enough to you, really, to okay. know. But you also were probably very sweaty from dancing. Extremely. You probably applied deodorant many hours earlier. Yes. And you were wearing many layers of a suit. You're confined. Your okay. body heat is confined. So the chances of you smelling bad were probably pretty high. <laughs> right? I guess when you when you kind of spell it out mm. like that. I think it was a wetness issue. Because I, no, 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 I no, know no, no. for a fact Come when on. she put her hands on my back, I could I felt how sweaty her hand yeah, but probably Tom, she that's not put deodorant not on your a deodorant back. thing. Well, yeah. I know. She was drunk, too. I thought she maybe was just like being drunk and like... 
I don't know. Mm. Ninety nine out of a hundred times when someone says you need to put deodorant on, it's about smell, not sweat. <laughs> I don't think I everybody smell sweats. Bad. I mean, most yeah, people sweat. sweat even through deodorant. Yeah, this deodorant is it's a deodorant. That's the point. <laughs> Literally, it's de- deodorant. It's some deo you. for your bo. Yeah, yeah. You never heard that. Well, now I'm starting to get. Bummed now I'm out. bummed for you now, yeah. man. Oh my god, how do we recover from this? That yeah, you've taken us know, to a dark place. <laughs> no one wants to be the smelly person. I'm not. I'm not the smelly person. Maybe maybe that night I was. What kind of deodorant was it? Was it stick or spray? Uh, stick, Old Spice. Oh, usually that's say, pretty good. Body spray. <laughs> yeah, I really thought that's where we were My going. brother still uses Axe Body Spray. That's, All right. Shout out, Tim. Shout out, Tim. <laughs> Tim had a great time at the first wedding we were at in New York. He uh, he he passed out at the uh, at the reception. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm sorry that I just put him on blast heat? like, like that. Yeah. Uh, it was probably about 90% alcohol. Lack of deodorant. <laughs> he was holding strong for a long, long time, and then he just hit a wall. Boom, fell asleep. It happens. I get it. Yeah, listen, I get it. They're born. <laughs> It was like 11.30. It was like the post-reception drinks type thing. We were all crushing some rosé. Nice. Yeah. Now um, you're bringing yeah. me back up. Yeah, there we go. Just when I thought I was out, you pulled From me back in. deodorant to rosé. Yeah. I didn't smell at that wedding, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody told you. No, yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> all right, that's... well, okay, here's a rule now. I mean, Surti, you're not around much, but Michelle, if I ever smell bad, tell me right away. We, or we make a, a note of it, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. Don't tell me, and then just like bring it up on the pod organically, and then we'll like, I don't know, have a intervention Here's the thing. about it. Do you? If you did smell, I don't. Would you want someone? Well, <laughs> hypothetically, anyone. If you if you had an an odor about you, would you want someone to tell you? Yes, hundred percent. Well, I think she did. And here's the thing. I know I'm saying like Michelle. If you if you had an odor about you. And you were at a wedding. Would you want some guy to be like, "Hey, you should probably use some deodorant." Like, yeah, you I would want him him to say that. Well, yeah, especially if it was someone that was I was super good friends with or my boyfriend. Mm. Like, if I'm dating a guy and I smell and he doesn't tell me, that's upsetting for so many reasons. Yeah, it's a bad look. You know, you're supposed to be able to tell your partner things like. How that. about this? If you you would, so then you would tell a friend if they smelled. Yeah, I don't know if I would. What about? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I'd be comfortable to be like, hey, especially someone of the opposite sex. I would never, I don't think I'd ever tell a girl she smelled. Yeah, well, we, yeah, I mean, me and this girl. I would just, I would just silently judge But you would tell your afterwards. wife. You would tell your wife. <laughs> That's different. It's different. That's what I'm no, saying. Totally, yeah, totally different. So that, to me, if she, it must have been so offensive to her senses <laughs> that she, as a member of the opposite sex, who doesn't even know you that well, told you. Mm. She's like, I got to get out of here. We hung out later. <laughs> hung out? Did you put on? Yeah. And no, she. I mean, yeah, we just hung out. Nothing, nothing nefarious. Uh, but she kept hanging out with me the rest of the night. I don't know. So maybe I didn't smell that bad, guys. I, does that does that help my argument did that it was change, a wetness thing? Did you change your shirt? Yeah, I changed my shirt. So maybe yeah, then. She's in the BO, <laughs> and I put on some more deodorant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All important components of the story. Okay. Well, I smelled bad at a wedding this weekend. How about you, Michelle? Did you have a good time at your wedding? <laughs> My wedding was unbelievable. Yeah, so I was in a wedding as well. It was in Harbor Island, which is in the Bahamas. And you guys, this is probably the most beautiful place I've ever been to in my entire life. It is really remote. It's I don't want to say it's untouched because there's restaurants and things there, but the island is about three miles long. You take golf carts to get everywhere. And it's the bluest of blue water you've ever seen Anything goes. I mean, everyone is just drunk driving golf carts all over the place. Love that. You're, you know, you can bring a beer anywhere. I mean, there's just like no rules here. There are no rules. And it's beautiful and it's warm. I mean, it was great. I I can't express how much people should go to Harbor Island if they can. Well, so that sounds amazing. But your lead up to the wedding, like the stuff that you did to get ready for this wedding. So stressed. Like. You didn't, I just want, I don't know if we talked about this on the pod or not. Like we have in, not. A, in Okay, so we haven't. You didn't eat for like uh, two months. Yeah, starvation and it, mode. And it kind of mm-hmm. ruined my life a little bit. Because I was hangry a lot. Being yeah. your producer I'm and so friend. Sorry. I had bread yesterday. It was delightful. You've been in such a much better mood mm-hmm. the last 48 hours. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm I mean, a girl, not eating sucks. I'm a girl that eats. Dude, I like to eat. She. I'm telling you, and I, I was very polite about it. I, I kind of kept my distance. Mm-hmm. I sort of mm-hmm. was being very, very like, it was easy a thing. with her. It was a thing. It was, it was intense, Rudy. 
I I can't describe it. Did did you ever work with her when she was on an intense diet of any of any? I types? think I was. Yeah, I think I worked. <laughs> I, no, I don't remember any specific times, but I do vaguely remember like several juice cleanses that I were not going well. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. No, to me, a cleanse in theory is kind of like the way I perceive coconut. Right, like I like the idea of coconut more than I like actual coconut. Uh, like I like the flavor, but not actual texture of coconut. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of a juice cleanse. I like starting over. I like a refresh. But about a day into it, I'm like, this is the worst idea I've ever had. But I usually try and do like two to three cleanses a year. But no, Steve, I don't even think I told you. I was keeping this very on the DL about how hungry I was at all times. Because it just you want to talk about bumming you out. Like I was so bummed that it took this much effort for me to go on a diet. So this wedding was a very glamorous affair. Uh, my friends that got married have, um, it, you know, it was less than 100 people that were there. It was, no lie, the most spectacular event that I've ever been to in my entire life. Every single detail was thought of. The wedding was on this part of the island called The Other Side, where it's literally just a beach with these super glam kind of bungalows there. And they had constructed a dance floor and a bar and a tent. I mean, it was something out of a movie, out of a dream. But you cannot... I'm the type of person, no pain, no gain. I don't want to go to a beach wedding and feel self-conscious. I want to go there feeling good, being able to be in a swimsuit and feel okay. I mean, all of the ladies listening, they know what I'm talking about. Guys too, probably. But to less extent, guys, let's be real. But, you know, getting in a swimsuit for the first time... Girls are stressed out, especially when you think that they could be photographed and potentially put in a magazine because my friends that got married were in the publishing world and this is going to be in some high profile magazines. They had a, a spread and brides magazine leading into the wedding. So the last thing I want to do is have my love handles in vogue. OK, <laughs> that cannot happen. It will ruin my life. I would have to end this podcast. OK, so it was a bit extreme, but OK, no, it is not. So leading up to this wedding, I'm like, okay, what can I do? I need to lose like, I don't know, anywhere from like three to seven pounds in about a month. Like, how can I pull this off? So the first thing I thought of was the J-Lo A-Rod No Sugar No Carbs 10-Day Challenge. That has oh, to I get- thought you were going to say HGH. <laughs> oh, you too. You too. With Thank the, you, Saruti. With the J-Lo HGH I mean, it's accusations. all but confirmed. I- <laughs> all but confirmed. How? I mean, there's uh, no way that's real, but okay. She's on HGH. It's <laughs> not. We'll, we'll do a full hour-long pod on this one day, me and Saruti, investigative style, but yes, she's on HGH. She is not on HGH. Mm. She doesn't drink alcohol. She drinks a ton of water. She never has sheet meals. She works out for hours every day. That's what happens. Okay. That's how she looks 21 years old. All right, well, judging by your standards, she must be miserable all the time. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah she facts. probably is. You she... know what helps, though? Billions of dollars. Yeah, you know what HGH. helps? private jets and chefs that make your cardboard food taste palatable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I attempted to do the JLo A-Rod 10-Day Challenge, and I have discovered that I cannot function without carbs or sugar. I was a very angry person. I was a very sad person. It just is not ever going to be my life. I'm never going to have my peak body consistently because I cannot do it. I do not have the willpower. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. I'm with you. I can I can do without sugar, but I cannot do without carbs. Like I I just would need carbs. I, not all the time, but like I just could never have a carb-free diet. Like I just couldn't do it. I did it one summer and lost 40 pounds. 40? I mean it's it, yep. I don't I'm not surprised. Like it's bad for you, yep. but it's uh, dude, it was miserable. It was when I first kind of first started at ESPN. Yeah, I think it was my second summer at ESPN. So I was working terrible hours, which makes it easy because you have no social life. Mm-hmm. And I was just eating those salads from the calf every day. Mm-hmm. I'd have two a day, and that's all I would eat, loaded up with whatever chicken they had over there. Yep. And it was – I was a miserable person. I'd, I would have one – this is how bad my hours were. I would have one cheat meal a week. It would be at 3 a.m. after I'd finish recording SportsCenter all night, and me nice. and James Steele – shout out James Steele – would go to Denny's in Southington – and I would eat a Grand Slamwich on Saturday nights. That's so sad. <laughs> that was my life. Guys, you have really taken us to really <laughs> bad depths in this podcast. Your cheat meal was a Denny's meal. Yep, Denny's. On a Saturday night? At 3 a.m. after. In your a- defense, like, yeah, well, those hours, like when you're working at ESPN and you kind of first start, you have, you're have you right. You have no social life. <laughs> you're miserable all the time. You're always like, eating kind of 
shitty food and you just don't feel like a good human being. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then you get moved to a day show and it's great. And then it's, and then it's good for a little bit. Yeah. Ugh, still makes me sad. <laughs> the big takeaway from my wedding, other than the fact that, well, not my wedding, but the wedding that I was at. It would be yeah, huge if you got eloped on this island. Yeah, what if I us. got married and I just didn't tell you guys I was engaged? <laughs> and I was like, surprise. Be great for the pod. Would it? Because you guys would be sad you weren't invited? I'd be bummed. Yeah, I would be. I'd be really. Bummed. I mean, I think your parents would be more bummed. But <laughs> no, what if they were be... there? You, I just didn't tell you guys I was going to Harbor Island to get married. I would, I would be... actually be offended by. I'd that. probably be, <laughs> you mo- should be more pissed than I was that I wasn't invited to Saruti's wedding. I mean, invite got lost in the mail. We don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, honestly, mail system suspect. But yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, You're no. Busy anyway. It was. It was a great, great wedding that I was at. It was one of those events that. Every single factor of it went off without a hitch. It was just, it was, a a lot of times you go away to destination weddings and it doesn't feel like a vacation. This was a true vacation. I was so relaxed. I had the most amazing time. So Friday night, the rehearsal dinner or the like welcome drinks were on the beach. It was just an unbelievable bar set up on the beach. And, you know, people are, are drinking. We go out to dinner. We're drinking. We end up the entire wedding group at this bar called Daddy D's Whoa. <laughs> on the island. And people stayed out real late. Things got real loose. And we woke up all super hungover on the wedding day and we thought, okay, there's no way that this wedding can top that night. That night was so fun. So what happens? We roll to this place called Sip Sip. We get some lobster quesadillas. We start drinking Whoa. these things called watermelon coolers, fresh watermelon juice, some rum, had some lime in there. Unbelievable. Next thing mm. I know, we're pounding beers and playing bags on the beach. And Ugh, the wedding- i get into this again. Oh, it <laughs> yeah, was Yeah, I was so going to just let that be. Oh, what? What was your, what do you call it? Cornhole? Yes, correct. Uh, okay. What is it? You mean, what is it called? Yeah. No, it's bags. But anyway- <laughs> So the the wedding is unbelievable. The next day, same thing. They have a pool party. And I said to my friend at the end of this, I go, I never in my life have thought that I would be the person that's like, yeah, I could totally quit my job and just like work at a surf shack and that would be my life. After going away on this weekend, I 100% was like, you know what? I could quit my job. I could live on a beach. I could just be a bartender and make some tips and then just relax on the beach on my time off. I could absolutely be that person. Like basically cocktail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had this conversation a bunch of times. I could not do that. I I don't like things that are too hot. I don't like places that are too hot all year round. I just I would die. I God, would you suck. Die. No, Steve is a layers guy. He loves layers. Yeah, I'm a big layers guy. I'd prefer fall year round to be honest with you. You know what you do? Um, that you just layer up, regardless of weather, and just you know roll with it for fashion. I guess that's how well, you then smell. Then you sweat, bad. and people yeah, tell you, the, "Yeah, exactly." Yeah, and he's a smelly guy. And I don't want to do that. Can't do that. It was so perfect, and the only reason I was not so bummed out to come home is because the Blues were in the Stanley Cup final, and I oh was so hyped to come back. Well, what? You're a big Blues guy, weren't you? Pumped too? Huge, huge Blues guy. <laughs> yep, yep. Where are we at? One down, one zero, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Where, where'd you watch Game that's One, Saruti? Right. Uh, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember the outcome. You know, I was really sad after half of You know, I know, I, I knew they were up two nothing. Right? Give me that. What's up? There you go. Blues. Oh my gosh! Blues look at you, lead. huge Blues I know. guy. Yeah, but we do. have a problem with my Blues allegiance. What? Um, Why? Into that. Let's do well, it. What's the I problem? Mean, so. As we know, the Blues are my adopted hockey team. I don't have a hockey team. Um, the last thing I was was a Whalers fan back in the day, Rest and they, left, they left Connecticut in 1997. So I've since adopted the Blues, and you know I'm not necessarily watching all the games, but I am you know taking a backseat fan thing where I'm rooting for them, kind of. But you're supporting. But, you know, I'm, 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 I'm exactly. I'm trying to be somewhat supportive. The you, issue was the I didn't that re- sends money in the mail. Yeah, the issue was I went to Quinnipiac. University in Connecticut. What's up? Shouts out to the Bobcats. Good <laughs> hockey school. Actually, some would say great hockey school. Um, probably should have a couple of national championships, but are typically, you know, in the in the Frozen Four type scene. And they have a couple guys in the pros. And I did not realize, totally forgot, that Connor Clifton, who scored the first goal for the Brooms in the Stanley Cup Finals, is a Quinnipiac alum. So that has certainly strained my my allegiance here. I'm not really sure what to do right now because what? obviously I'm obviously I'm a huge Blues guy. What's up, Blues? <laughs> but I'm probably a bigger Bobcat, Quinnipiac you guy. Have What's to be. up? Shouts out to the Bobcats, and I'm always going to root for my Bobcat brethren in especially in professional sports situations. So 
I may have to be rude. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't made a decision yet exactly what I'm doing. And maybe I'm maybe I'll just bow out and be Switzerland and all this because mm-hmm. I don't want to offend no, anybody. But no, I, no, I am no, in a no. I am in a really tough situation right now, guys. I don't know what to do. All right. Well, here's where I'm just going to cross examine. I'm going to make my case okay. why you need to not care about the Bobcat connection because I understand that. I, I mean, really, that's one for life. I really do get that. Uh, so you know, when the Blues were playing the Dallas Stars, you know, I ride for St. Louis always. Ben Bishop, native St. Louisan. Played unbelievable in that series, but I wanted him to lose. I wanted him to lose because it's part of the greater good, Steve. As much as you can cheer for him, who was it, Clifton? Connor Clifton, yeah. Connor Clifton. You, you can yep. cheer for Connor Clifton to have an unbelievable series, but he just needs to lose at the end. And here's why. I could go through the massively long list of reasons why you should cheer for the Blues, but there is one that pertains to this podcast that rises above the rest. We cannot have another Boston championship. <laughs> we just cannot. Think about this, I agree. Steve. If the Bruins win, if the Bees somehow pull this off, I don't think they will. I think Up the, one nothing. I think the Blues are going to come storming back. This will be the third championship, the third Boston championship that Freeze Pops has celebrated since he moved to St. Louis in October. The Red Sox won, <laughs> the Pats won, and now the Bruins will. He hasn't even been here a full calendar year, and this mass hole would have celebrated three <laughs> championships. We cannot have that. We can't have it. No, listen, nobody hates nobody hates Boston sports like I do. You know, I can be the number one hater on that on that in that club, but Man, this is like a blood's thicker than water kind of thing where it's like, because what happened if, like, if an Illini, Michelle, was in the NBA? And I, I'm trying, Myers I'm trying Leonard. To think Myers a, Leonard. Okay, I'm trying to think of a Michelle, scenario, though, where you would, Huge Blazers, girl. I'm trying to think of a scenario where, like, you had no rooting interest, really, and then you had a, an Illini connection all of a sudden. Like, you'd obviously root for the Illini connection. No. <laughs> I mean, I think that's not good enough for me. No, but I think Michelle's taking it from the prism of the Blues were your team. Yeah, you can't just abandon and you ship. can't abandon them just because this guy went to QU. I mean, let's be honest. It was a new relationship. I, and, it was not you know, new. We, we may have said some things we regretted early on and didn't really feel. And, you know, I, you know, I've, I have a much longer relationship with the Quinnipiac Bobcat. Shouts out. What's up, QU? Um, than I do with the Blues, so this is why I'm hmm. so conflicted. And I honestly, I honestly, Tom. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, Tom, I know you're going to tell me to root for the for the well, bees. Really? And I, listen, I get it. I don't like I don't like the Boston scene, the sports scene. They're all annoying. <laughs> they all forgot where they came from. They all forgot that they were losers ten years ago or twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty at this and point. And so I so I get it, but I want my boy Connor to be happy. I want him to succeed. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw this in before I let Tom take the floor and argue his side here. Uh, you're such a big QU guy that you didn't even know that one of the <laughs> guys from your university was playing in the Stanley Cup final until he scored the first goal. Well, you know, so let's be I honest can't here. Claim, I can't claim to be. It's a great point. <laughs> it's a and good he point. found that out because I tweeted about yeah, it. Let's 100%. just be completely clear. Well, yeah, no, I did not. I did not. I did not find that out. <laughs> I, I did not. That's not true. I, I do remember that he was on the Bruins. I had totally forgotten until that point. And I didn't. It wasn't your tweet, Tom, that led, that led me back to it. It was actually the Quinnipiac Hockey tweet that, uh, that I saw first. But then I responded to your tweet saying, Quinnipiac Bobcat, what's up? Um, I, but but your point is well taken that I am not, I have not been you know it's not like I'm like on two you know I, I dine and, and checking out where these guys end up but it doesn't mean I, I I just forget you know like if I find out I'm gonna root for my guys it's like an adopted child that meets their parent late in life and still wants to forge a relationship it's still an important <laughs> relationship that's a terrible analogy I'm not sure that makes sense but that you know what does okay. not make any sense no it does it makes sense. Uh, well, in that case, Steve, if we're going to roll with this terrible analogy, don't forget your adopted parents who have loved you from the beginning and who took a chance on you. It's only been about two weeks. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, they haven't loved me for that long. And you're honest. seeking out your real dad in the, in the Quinnipiac scenario. <laughs> this is such a he's, bad he's not seeking no, you analogy. out, okay? All right. He's not asking for no, your he, love. No, he doesn't want, he doesn't care about me, but right. I care about him. Right. I always care about him. Yeah, and that's important. <laughs> it, it, if, if the adopted child wants to okay, have that relationship, is, then, then go for it. You know, we support you 100%. That's how the Blues should look at this. No, not for, for Saruti. You have to come up with a better argument. Than <laughs> you know this. what I think here? I think, I think the end game is I can't lose here, right? I win both ways. No, because if yeah, you. I think that's it. If you are cheering for the Bruins, then. I'm not cheering for them. I'm not. I'm cheering for Connor. That's it. Okay, but then you're. So you're cheering for the Blues. 
I I will yes. You know that's a good way to put it. I'll I'll cheer for the Blues as a whole, but I will be cheering for Connor Clifton, and I won't be upset if he wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah, okay, but Sarudi, yeah, like I, I said, I win I win both ways. I know you just like put a bow on it there, but I mean it is better for the QU hockey program if one of their players is a Stanley Cup final champion. I mean, let's be real here. That I mean, helps not, the program I'm, I'm, immensely. I'm not going to disagree with you, um, but it wouldn't be the end of the world if mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they didn't win at all. Like they're still going to be a great program. Yeah, I'm just trying to help you recruiting, man. Uh Stanley Cup Finals, what's up? What's up? That's all you need. (laughs) I'll tell Rand Pecknell that you're you're trying to help him out. (laughs) Wow, what a name drop there. Rand Rand... Pecknell. It's a hell of a name. What a a hockey name. name. Rand Pecknell. How long has he been at the helm? A long time, actually. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Well, I was going to make my argument for why Boston would be a better champion in this situation Part of it There's is There's no way to make that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So so part of it has to do with I don't think the Blues want a championship here. Hear me out. Whoa. I know it's always really like sad to be the bridesmaid and never the bride, but being the bridesmaid seems like a pretty great deal. I mean, <laughs> you'd get to go to all these parties, you dress up really nice, you you just get to hang out. You don't have the stress of actually having oh to worry God. about, you know, handling the marriage, handling the wedding. You're just there having a good time. You're close. You're getting to the wedding. You're having a good time at the wedding every year, but you never have to have, have to worry about having the pressure of being the wife afterwards. You can just keep <sighs> rolling along here. What is it? 38 times they've been to the postseason in their existence and Every time you're just you're just the bridesmaid having a good time drinking wine, drinking a little Chardonnay, you know, hanging out with the girls, and it is what it is. I mean, and so you look at all these other bridesmaids that have just finished their championship droughts. You know, the Cubs they're in turmoil right now. I mean, they're yeah they they're figuring it out, but they had a weird off season. You know, Joe Madden might be gone. They might be getting rid of some guys. Uh, you have the Cavs. They win their championship. They, they Cleveland, this is for you. Oh, yeah. Well, Cleveland's probably not going to win another championship in basketball for decades. And then you have the Capitals. Look, the, the, the most recent example, the bridesmaid that just got married. Look what happened to them this year. They couldn't even, you know, get to a conference final where they, you know, they, they conquered that giant last year, and now now they can't even do it. So I think the Blues should sort of just look at the situation they have as a bridesmaid, and just enjoy going to these weddings instead of having to deal with the ugly divorce. You're going the old school, like Lord of the Rings, the journey is better than the dest is is more than the destination. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener for some teams. I think think you made a terrible case, um, (laughs) but I understand that theory in general. But I think that, like, why would, so what? Like, the Cavs have a championship now. Like, the Caps have a championship now. Like, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I get it. Like, you don't get the attention. But, like, do you want to be known as the lovable loser? Like, no. You want to be known as a team that won something once. Yeah. So, as someone who's been a bridesmaid a lot and never a bride, buckle up because I'm going to eviscerate you. Oh, no. First of all, (laughs) you're... Your analogies today are terrible. Strapping in. Are you hungover okay. still? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Let me tell you about being a bridesmaid and never the bride. Oh, no. Do you know what it is? When you're a bridesmaid, you have to do all the work and you don't get any of the love, okay? Do you know what being a bridesmaid is? Do you know why the bridesmaid is drinking Chardonnay in the corner? Because the entire wedding, people are saying, hmm, you haven't gotten married yet? Don't you worry. He's out there. You're going to find him. The entire existence of being a bridesmaid is having people pity you. Having people say, don't worry, your turn is coming. It's going to be there. And for the blues, they have never been the bride. Okay, 27 dresses, try 50 plus dresses, all right? They have been pitied and shamed and drinking Chardonnay in the corner for longer than many of us have been alive, okay? They deserve this. They deserve the ring. They deserve the wedding. They deserve to drift off into happiness. Every marriage post-wedding, sorry, Steve, is going to have some rocky times, okay? You're going to have to weather a storm. But guess what? You still have that bond. You still have the hardware. You still got married. No one wants to be the pitied one alone. Mike Drought. Yeah. Tom, you should just you should just you know close your case right now. There's should nothing I nothing else to be said? Should I quit the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, maybe take a couple weeks off. You know, I kind of knew coming into this room today that I was going to get eviscerated for that argument. <laughs> um I I 
I had this whole second part of the argument about how Boston has shown that they can handle being a champion probably oh my, better than That's worse than, any other than anything you've said all um, day. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not even going to present that to the audience here or, or my friend Michelle. Um, Actually, being a bridesmaid is pretty fun. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but no, no, being a bridesmaid. No, better. it's fun. Yeah, but I, but Michelle, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Like I imagine, after a while, when you get tired of people being like, "When's it going to be your turn?" Oh like, my yay. god. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was even a guest at this wedding. Okay, a guest, and amongst my friends, and it was like, "Oh man, we have just we've got to find you someone." <laughs> and I'm like, "You guys, I'm good." No, like. You think my, no, it's okay. I'm all right. And they're like, no, no, it's going to be our task when we get home. Like collectively, we are just going to find you the guy. You know, imagine being the blues, you know, the heartbreak that they've been through. They've never won the cup. They've been in the postseason so many times. They've had so many hall of famers come through here and they've never won the cup. They've had a murderer's row of head coaches who've never won the cup. I mean, the Blues have been like good luck Chuck, where they have all these great players who can't get it done here. And it's like they hang out with Chuck and then they go off and they win elsewhere. TJ Oshie being the most recent example. David Backus cannot be the next iteration of good luck Chuck. Ooh, yeah. The Blues have got to get it done. So, Steve, do we have your support? <laughs> Yeah, you have my support. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I kind of just ruined any hope I had with that defense of mine. Ugh. Yeah, yeah honestly, that was bad. I just got you know, eviscerated. You, yeah, you didn't do a great job. <laughs> my face hurts. I'm so sorry. Uh, like so much heat just you, came you off. You had a personal, Michelle. a personal note inside. Um, you didn't know you were going to do that. So I hate to kind of throw a curveball in here, but we kind of have a little bit of breaking news that I think would be funny to do live on the pod here. Okay. Uh, so I haven't been on Bumble Friend in a long time, okay. as in like since probably the last time we talked about it, and I randomly, just now, got a message from a man on a Bumble Friend <laughs> nice. named Holden, who spells his name H-O-L-D-I-N-N, two N's, and he said, how's it going, boss? What well, do I say to Holden? Well, quite the opening line. <laughs> Steve, I'll that's let you how take you this. Open? I don't understand. Like, that's what do other dudes that are trying to be friends with you open with? That's such a weird thing to say to somebody. How's it going, boss? Uh, so, Steve, I am looking at the profile as we speak. He is using Bumble Friend because he came to St. Louis because his girlfriend is currently living here. Um, and his photo is him on top of a mountain <laughs> with a backpack. <laughs> Is he only is he a one photo guy? You I didn't know, even look at his profile. One photo guy. Okay. Do That's a red flag right there. Friends this badly? Like I get Tom like, is being, on the app. <laughs> no, I know. I know, but I'm I'm like okay, so I get like, you know, I get like the idea of like, you know, hookup app or like if you want to meet somebody to be your soulmate blah, blah, blah. I get like that sort of deal. The love in, in aspect of this. But I don't I just I have never wanted a friend that badly enough where I'd get on an app and send somebody that message. That's, you, you've that's clearly never weird. been that lonely, Steve. <laughs> you're right. I guess not. <laughs> I, guess I guess that's not. why they call it. But the Tom, blues. okay, you're on this app. Like you really like you you are <laughs> wow. that desperate where you you would you're gonna hit up Holden and be like, Yeah, dude, let's what's up? What's up, bro? You trying to pack a dipper and play some chell? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what is happening? No, I listen, I haven't been active I don't think on Holden the sounds like that kind of guy. Mm, he seems naturey. I don't think mm, he's packing yeah. any dips. No, packing a dip and like going on a hike. Probably a lot of guys do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't hike. Okay, much. wait. Speaking of packing a dip, you know what one of my observations was this past weekend? People have gotten really liberal with their uses of a jewel or oh a vape. God. I mean, yeah. I'm at the airport and peeps are vaping at the airport. Anywhere I went in Miami, beach, restaurant, taxi. People are, are vaping. Oh, it's it's Hitting out of jewel. control. Hitting the jewel. At both weddings I was at, constant. Constant Weed jewels? pens, vapes, jewels, all of it. Just going hard in front of grandparents. Like the ceremonies <laughs> outside, they're sitting in their seat just casually like ripping their pen real quick. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Such a loser move. God, that's <laughs> it's, incredible. It's, it's crazy. Like they keep it like you, know, you have this nice suit on with the flower and everything and they just leave their pen like right in the breast pocket. It's like, really, dude? You can't put it on the inside pocket? You got to show everyone, nah, hey, dude. man, I got that good, uh, you know, that, that oil if you want to hit that. Is it fair for me to judge people who jewel? Yeah, well- I mean, I do literally all the time. So. <laughs> Wait, you you jewel all the time, or you judge jewelers? I judge jewelers. Okay, that's that's a good uh, 
distinction. If I ever hit a jewel, you have the right to absolutely just destroy me. Oh. I would nothing in life would surprise me more if I saw Steve hitting a jewel. Because <laughs> yeah. not only do you not smoke, which would shock me if you did, but just the connotations that come with being a jeweler, you're the antithesis of a jewel user. <laughs> no, I'm so anti jewel that I'd be more likely to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like a legit cigarette. <laughs> Because you know what? Cigarettes are at least cool looking. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah, yeah. back in the day, you just got a dude ripping a heater after a tough day. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. When you hit a jewel, like, you just look like a loser. You look <laughs> like you want attention. You know, like, there's nothing cool about it at all. So um, I've hit a jewel before. I'm not surprised. Me by either. But I'm I, not surprised either. I don't smoke jewel, but I've hit a jewel because I was curious about like what it's all about. So what was it like? It sucks. Honest. <laughs> I'd much much yeah. rather smoke a cig because I have drunkenly smoked many cigarettes. I'm not going to sit here and be a saint. Like it's kind of fun to smoke a cigarette when you're drunk. There, I said it. <laughs> it kind of gets you in a different spot. You're being social. <laughs> it, it some sometimes girls are smokers that like wouldn't talk to you otherwise. You're outside. You have a smoke with a hot girl. I get it. Then play, the conversation's yeah. going. So. But Whatever, I'll smoke a cig when I'm drunk. Sue me. And it's way more fun to smoke cigarettes. Just period. You're dealing. There's some fire involved. You, <laughs> you get you get the lighter going. The girl asks you for a lighter sometimes. It some in my younger years, I would bring a lighter with me to bar, so I'd have a. Even though I'd, I wouldn't have cigarettes, I'd just bring the lighter. So then you have the light. What a play. It's a power move. True story. I once saw a girl at a bar rip a cigarette out of a guy's mouth and take a couple hits and then put it back. Whoa, that is a power move I've ever heard yeah, in my I life. I respected the hell out of it. I wow. love that so much. What did he do? I think he just went with it. I was yeah, like, you got what are you going to do? Just I don't tip know. the yeah. cap, say, wow, all right, you really yeah. needed that. At some yep. point, you got to just respect that. But I just, I can't but, understand why people are so casual about jeweling. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, and it's funny. It's like, oh, like we shame people who smoke cigarettes, and it's right. like, oh, not jeweling so cool. And you're like, nah, dude, it looks way cooler to smoke a cigarette now than it does look to smoke to hit the jewel. Like, I, don't, I just like, like it, I feel like I feel like anybody who hits a jewel is like some nerd noob dude who's just like, look at me, I <laughs> yes. want attention. Shmeeb? Like, yeah, shmeeb, kind of. Any yeah. of those dudes, shmeeb, herb, noob, they yeah. all do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to I, me, yeah. unless you're, you know, like 15. It's such a I think I'm cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah. To me, unless you're like a, pre- a teenager who's jeweling to like, you know, away from my parents and then I'm going to doodle in my notebook and, you know, <laughs> Snapchat my friends, yeah. like whatever. Uh, when I see full-grown adults jeweling, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, and look, if you if you jewel and you listen to this podcast, hit us up in the reviews. Tell us why. Like, yeah, what? yeah. Like, Change I, our I, minds. I truly want to understand what the deal is there because- I mean, I hear all these PSAs about how jeweling isn't, it's not good for no, you. No, it's like really no. bad. Yeah. So, so just, you don't have that going for you. It doesn't look as cool as a cigarette. So if you're going to, if you're going to be doing something bad to yourself in a smoking way, why not go SIG? Yeah. Can I give a hot take here too? Oh, this is yes. a pro cigarette podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we love SIGs on So I'm really just going to pile on here. Have you guys seen Green Book, the movie Green Book? No. Okay, my so brother saw it. He liked it. It was really good. The one everybody hated that one, like, best picture. Yeah. So it's a good movie, but it's just not, I mean, it's not so groundbreaking that I think it, but listen, I have my own beefs with what they choose to win best picture at the Oscars, Manchester by the Sea. We don't need to get into it. Mm. Best screenplay. Mm, good stuff. Heard it's great, yeah. Heard I mean, you should see it, Steve. It's just, I mean, it's sad, but it's just like- I, I, I Casey, would like to. Yeah. Casey Affleck won best actor, and it's like, oh, really? He played a morose Bostonian? Real stretch. <laughs> Real stretch. It was a good movie. I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I didn't think it was. You a, hated it. Well, I just cannot believe Casey Affleck won. You hated I mean, Michelle Denzel, Williams crying she, at the end. She had a terrible, terrible Boston accent. I just didn't think it was her I best bawled. performance. I just Denzel Washington was killer in Fences that year, and then you're going to give it to Casey Affleck Fair. as he just skulked around <laughs> mass. I just don't understand. Anyway, back to the Green Book. <laughs> Side rant. Sidebar. So I saw Green Book, and it's about um, a black pianist who's this unbelievable musician in this in the early '60s, and he's going on a tour of the South, and obviously race relations not great during those times. Mm. And they hire this guy from the Bronx, this Italian guy who's a real tough guy, to drive him around and kind of protect him. And this guy is a big smoker. And I thought to my, I'm watching this movie on the plane right there, and I thought, 
This guy makes smoking look really cool. <laughs> I, and I thought if I was the 60s, I would have for sure been a smoker. No doubt. No doubt. He's mm-hmm. smoking in bed, wearing a you know a <laughs> wife beater. He's he's smoking as he's driving the car. It's hanging out of his mouth, and it just he looks so tough. He looked it just really played into his persona, and I was just like, yeah. Sig's not great for you. I've never smoked in my life. I mean, can you imagine this voice if I did? I'd be signing, okay? But I was just like, yeah, back in the day, if we didn't know how bad it was, I would totally be on the Sig train. No doubt. Yeah, I, I, I told you the story about the guy that tried smoking on a plane once, right? No. <laughs> that was on? No, go on. Wow, I can't believe Okay, yeah, so I was on this. I think I was going to Tampa. I feel like I've told this story. Tampa seems so uh, right. I was yeah. going to Tampa for... Uh, what was it for? It was for like the national championship game. I think we were doing a show there. Wait, you were you with me? And we went to Tampa together no, for, for the national championship. We were on the same game. flight. Yeah, were we on the same flight? We always were on the same flight. It was you and I, I anyway. and like the peasant bowels while Ryan and Danny sat first class. But I think we were on a different flight there, so that's probably why. Okay. But so this was this was going to Tampa. Any, anyway, so I'm I'm on the I'm on the aisle seat. And there's, you know, obviously there's two seats to my left, and you know, late this couple comes stumbling on the plane. Kind of looked, the, I'm not gonna lie, they looked like a mess. Um, and you know, they were they were nice, whatever. They sit next to me, and I, I found out it was their first time on a plane ever. They were going to visit somebody that they knew in Florida. And as we're getting started, like the guy lights up a cigarette, <laughs> and wow. everyone's like, "What the hell?" hell is going on like oh my god and i knew in the back of my mind because i remember them telling me that it was the first flight i'm like he has no idea you can't smoke on on planes like he must have just seen movies like in the 80s where everyone just ripped heaters on planes oh my god so he's smoking the cigarette on a plane and like the stewardess comes over and is like like sir like you can't do that and he was like what what are you talking about like what am i gonna do like this, this is a two and a half hour flight and she's like well i don't I, I don't know what to tell you like there's no smoking on planes like period and he put up this huge stink about it and, like, was legit having, like, withdrawals throughout this entire <laughs> two-and-a-half-hour flight to Tampa because he couldn't smoke cigarettes on a plane. True story. I, wow. I, I may so or may not questions. have been missing a ton of teeth. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a weird scene. So this guy a, that, that, had never been on a flight before, right? But the year was, what, 2017? Yeah. Had he not lived in society about, in yep. 20 years to not know that you can't, if you he can't smoke a cigarette? You must only watch in... movies from the 80s or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If you can't smoke a cigarette like indoors anywhere, why do you think you can do it on an airplane? Right. Come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So he just lit it up, got about got a couple <laughs> drags out of it, and then was immediately had to put that thing out. Yeah, it was a bad look. Damn. And everyone around him was like, what are you doing? Dude? Get out of here. <laughs> then he asked me if I was into drone racing. He was a weird guy. Why, drone racing? Why am I not surprised that he's into drone racing? Yeah. <laughs> drone racing league on ESPN is kind of sick to watch, though, as a background show. Continue, Michelle. Oh, here we go. I mean, let's just end that right there. Uh, you guys, I did just Google Sigs and Jewels. Yep. And I want to let you know, bad news for us in the cigarette camp, tobacco stocks have tumbled because e-cigs are on the rise. I mean, fell 11.2% in a four-week period ending in May. That's now 18 months. Wow. Tobacco sales have dropped. You know what? It's a bubble. Calling it now. Cigs are going to be on the Is rise. It? I don't know. They've risen. The prices of a pack of cigs have risen. 11, 11 cents. It all comes back around, right? I mean, Converse All-Stars, you know, the Chuck Taylors, they weren't cool for a long time. Now they're hip as hell. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of with you, Tom. I feel like cigarettes will be come back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're going to come back strong. These people smoking jewels are going to grow up and realize they're smoking jewels. <laughs> right. They're going to be like, oh, wow, I don't want to be a herb anymore. I'm going to stop smoking this jewel. Before we wrap this up. Steve, at the end of the podcast, when we read reviews, usually you dip out because you you know you have a job to do. You have to produce a show. One of the reviewers last week suggested that now that Game of Thrones is over, that we watch a new TV show. He really mm-hmm. liked our breakdowns with Tommy Reese of Game of Thrones and said, hey, you guys should continue the TV breakdown, but you need a new show. He suggested, I think, Big Little Lies. So we said, mm, PSP, BLL, perhaps. But we wanted to throw the floor out to you. Did you watch Big Little Lies? Would you be down with us reviewing that show for season two? So I love the first season of Big Little Lies. I am just confused because this was in our this was in our email chain last night. You guys were like talking about bringing this up, and I just don't. I'm not that excited for season two. Mm. Um, only because I just feel like season one was pretty. It ended on a pretty 
final note. Like I, you know what I mean? Like they got. I don't want to. Spoiler I'm not, alert! Like, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yep, yeah, whatever I said. Ignore that. But like <laughs> it ended. It ended per- kind of perfectly for me, and I don't understand like what season two. Now I'll check it out. I'll watch it. But like it's not one of those things where like that didn't seem like a multi-season show to me. Like it was a perfect miniseries. So I had read the book prior to the show. And the way the book ended is the way the show ended. So my argument to you is that season two is fresh content that no one's ever seen and or read. And Meryl Streep is coming aboard. Yeah, that's why I'm most Meryl. excited. It's Meryl. It's Meryl, man. Wake up, dude. I mean, I'm, I'll watch it. I'm in. I will watch it. I'm, are there any other candidates? I'm just trying to think. That well, was just, just the one I threw out. I don't know, just because I know it's on the on the horizon and it's going to be a weekly thing. And it does have a lot of buzz heading into the season. Like People are talking yep. about it. So I, I think it's something that people would be interested in. But I'm down to like if we all pick a Netflix show or something and just go week by week or... I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? Well, do you want to do TV thing still? Maybe I could be aboard this time? <laughs> to me, that's kind of the argument, though, for Big Little Lies is because it is a week-to-week show. I feel like if we pick something yeah. on Netflix, we're all going to binge it at once. And right, then but it's... No, we'd, have to, we'd have to agree to just you know go at the same pace. But you know I'm we're re- not going to. Yeah, no, I will be slow. I'm so slow with shows. I'll be so Yeah, fast. I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a Rewatchables podcast already where people just basically watch that's old shows and movies and just like recap them. Good, so we'd have to do pod. something that was in real time. Yeah. Um. I I I have been waiting on Chernobyl. I'm very excited to see Chernobyl, but I kind of wanted to watch it like when it was all out, so I could just binge it in like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's that, a really morbid ass show. I mean, Big I Little Lies got some about. got some morbid yeah. stuff going on too, but Chernobyl, like everyone kind of knows what happened. It's it's a true story, so you know. Do you guys watch This Is Us? No. Ugh, no. Yeah, looks, Maddie watches it. I every time someone's were crying, just appalled it looks that I corny. presented that question to you because I hate it. Every time I walk <laughs> in the room and Maddie's watching it, everyone's crying. It yep. is so depressing. It's Someone so just died, or yep. it's like mm-hmm. it's like I don't understand that. I was like, oh, it's so great. No, so like, great. it's always terrible and morbid. And I don't understand why everybody likes <laughs> it. Coming from the guy that watched Chernobyl, <laughs> he hasn't it's watched different. It yet. It's history. It's different. <laughs> this is the fictional history of a family. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. Hey, Sterling right, K. Brown, Great St. Louis. Great St. Louis. This is us. Okay, off the table. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so right now, Big Little Lies, I guess, is the contender. Okay, that's in the lead. But hey, if you guys think of one, tweet it at us, put it in the reviews. Because if we get like an overwhelming majority of people saying, you guys should do this, we'll do it. I mean, we're, we're here for the people, right? Yeah. If somebody wants us to do something or, or enough people want us to do it, I will. I will do it. I will have no, I, except watch This Is Us. I will not do that. What would it take for you to watch This Is Us? I just don't want to. Like I've already <laughs> been scarred enough by like the five minutes of scenes that I've seen, so but like all sad. of them are always so depressing. It's like, just there's a fire, and then, you know, so and so's dog dies, and then like it's this whole thing. Mandy Moore though, Oof. back in the day, yeah, she's good looking. She's uh, great. She, so yeah, and the, still yeah. is great. Oh my god, she's great. But at this wedding, uh, we were all getting ready. Like all of us were staying at this hotel, and we, of course we're listening to tunes. And one of the jams that came on the shuffle was Mandy Moore Candy. Ooh. What a song! Oh, it is a great song. Great Listen, song. That's a yeah. It's a slept on like sort of like almost what was that late two thousands? I yeah, mean early two thousands. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. That song. Yeah, absolutely I got caught slaps. up in the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, scene, yeah it was that, always that song was actually fire. You know, I always felt Mandy got the short end of the stick because it was obviously the hierarchy was Britney, Christina, then Jessica Simpson, and mm. then Mandy always came in fourth. Who's just, laughing now? Yeah, I was just going to say, because her catalog wasn't as big, but has anyone seen Britney Spears' Instagram? Yeah, she's going through some well, shit, What is huh? the deal with her? Yeah, she's like, somebody thinks that she's trapped in Vegas or something, or her manager is trapped in Vegas, or trapping her in Vegas because they want her to do shows and she doesn't really want to do it. I don't, is that, did I get that right? She said, so there was like a restraining order on her ex-manager that was recently extended. She says it's like all these conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's it's bad. But her Instagram, you guys, you want to talk about sad? I mean, she could use his Bumble BFF. Someone needs to step in and remove the oh, password. It's... Yeah, I mean, this just took us sad. You know, we've really had some ebbs and flows <laughs> yeah, really, in this podcast. Really sad this podcast. is a pro Britney podcast too. I love Britney. Oh, I, I love, love Britney. I love Britney. But if we're gonna do hierarchy of talent, Christina's voice is next is number one. Oh, it's, and yeah. it's not even close. Not even I, close. I don't even think I it's would, close. 
I would agree, close. but if we're talking song catalog, and I don't want to get another like you know Rihanna Beyonce thing here with Michelle, but like Britney blows her out of the water. Oh, oh yeah, no oh. doubt. Christina has like two good songs. Steve, no I'm doubt, with you. maybe Britney better performer overall, oh, better her song dance catalog. Moves? But if you're going talent alone, yeah. voice, it's it's Christina. Yeah, totally. Britney's catalog is unreal. I mean, she's probably got what thirty top hits. Yeah. That's not even including remixes. Even late era Britney, she she'll throw some jams out there. Even Blackout, the album where she was literally blacked out the entire time, <laughs> was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. Love me some Britney. <laughs> Give me more. Great oh, song. Oh, that's a fire Britney jam. Bitch. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. Yeah. All right. So we're a pro Britney podcast, and we're a pro blues podcast. Two to one. Mm, okay. Go. And we are a pro Connor Clifton podcast. Yeah. Too, yeah. Love Connor Clifton. Whatever. I'll let you have. It. <laughs> Thanks to Saruti, Let's Go Blues. And you know what time it is. Head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, find it, click on it, black square, white type, bottom right-hand corner. Subscribe to it, rate it, preferably five stars, and leave a review. Like our friend Sabula Gorilla. Whoa. Title, going to be a full studio soon, five stars. Can't wait to hear how Saruti plans to enjoy his trip to see the Stanley Cup Finals. Freeze Pops may already be crying thinking of Saruti in <laughs> studio live for a pod reunion. <laughs> So, I don't think Steve's going to make no, it. No, he's not coming. <laughs> he's not coming. But, I mean, that doesn't mean he's never going to come. No, he's, he's going to come. He's just not going to come for the cup finals. And uh, that dig about the crying, that's, it's just going to be my forever, you know, axe to grind or it's whatever. part of you now. Yeah, it, whatever. I, I cry. So what? It's I cried identifier. at both weddings. There, Did I you? said it. Oh, I, yeah. I cried at my wedding, too. The speeches get me. You know what gets me? No lie. Every wedding I've ever been to when the parents walk the bride or groom down the aisle, yep. I'm sobbing. Yep, me too. Oh my gosh, I can't A little stop. bit of tears there, and then once I get to like the vows done. Vows do me in. Then I don't cry for a while. Then I'm at the reception, throwing them back, and uh, you know, <laughs> hitting some jewels. And then, yeah, the best man speech, you know, the maid of honor speech every time. Every single time. The, the parent speech. Unless oh it's God. bad. No, even... Even if I just see emotion, I went to a wedding one time and the best man was the brother and he was tanked and went (laughs) up there and slurred out basically, I can't believe you're marrying my brother. He's such a dick. He used to beat me up all the time. And everyone was like, get the mic, get the mic. So I have not, I have not witnessed anything like that. So maybe that's why. I, every wedding I've been to, everyone's been above board with the speeches and done a good yeah. job. I haven't seen the, a disaster yet, so, so um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, it will happen. I mean, the math says I will see a disaster eventually with all these fucking weddings I've been having to go to. Well, Everyone getting married, just yeah. take all my money. Buckle up. You're not even close to being done. It's terrible. Most people wait to imbibe until after they give the speech. Maybe just have one before to get a little loose, a little confidence. But shout out to my friend Chris, who gave the best man speech at this wedding I was at this weekend. He absolutely crushed it. That's awesome. It was so good. And I was like the stage mom. I was the Kris Jenner across the room being like, smile, great job, great job, (laughs) like cheering him on. It was awesome. There you go. Yeah. After he was done, there was like a um, receiving line to tell him how good he did. I had to like get in line. <laughs> Handshake line? Yeah, it was great. I was I so proud that. of him. So shout out Chris. Next review, title, Who's the Most Excited? Five stars. Can't wait to hear about Saruti's trip to see a finals game and how the tour of the city goes. The whole squad back in studio for a pod together should have freeze pops and tears again. Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> Two different people. Jesus. Said they want Saruti to come in and that you'll cry. I mean, yeah. Okay, we get it, guys. I cry. <laughs> yeah, you really do. And Saruti's not coming. No, but in his defense, he does have a show to do. Yeah, he does a show every day. It's on TV sometimes. Tune in. It's <laughs> a great show. show. It's a great show. He also does a bunch of podcasts. Yeah, it's amazing. He, he has time to do this podcast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but we will get him to St. Louis. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Keep working on it. I'll. We'll figure it out. <laughs> We gotta entice him. We, I mean, if the Stanley Cup Finals aren't enough for a huge Blues fan like Saruti, it's gonna be tough. But we gotta find something. We'll figure it out. Mm, maybe a concert. FIFA, maybe like a FIFA tournament. Like a Mumford and Sons conf- concert or something. John Mayer coming through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FIFA. I like the FIFA tournament. Hey, 101 ESPN has great FIFA tournaments. Maybe we can get him. You know, to be like a celebrity player in one of them. Oh, yeah, he would destroy everyone. That would be Maybe he could win some cash. Yeah, okay. All right. This is a good brainstorming session. We're working on it. 
We'll get him. We'll get him here, and then we'll live stream. We'll do a live pod. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. In. I'll play FIFA against Saruti if he'll get him here. I don't know if that's going to get no, him I'm here. T- I'm terrible <laughs> at FIFA. I don't know if I said, hey, Steve, instead of coming for the Stanley Cup final, <laughs> why don't you come because you'll play Tom in FIFA. Yeah, he'll just work me. I'm yeah. terrible at video games. I've never played video games my whole life. Mm. Should I respond to Holden? No. Okay. Well. I don't want to hang out with him, though. But then why are you on Bumble Friends? I'm not. I, it, it's an, it was a rogue message from when I was swiping weeks ago. You know, you sound like the boyfriend who got busted being on the apps. Like, I swear, I'm not on it. <laughs> I don't know how my profile is still active. Like, come on, man. Hey, it is what it is. Holden. I mean, you could you can look, but. I feel like you should respond. Okay. What should I say? We'll do it right now. Okay. Live response. Yep. Okay. He called you boss. Yeah. What's like a response? I'm say, how's it going, Chief? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Captain, but I don't know. I don't Captain. Know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like a synonym of how's boss. How's it going, Captain? I don't know. He called you boss. <laughs> I say, uh, what's up, Chief? This there we go. What's so up, awkward. Chief? I'm so uncomfortable. Question mark. Okay. There we go. We'll see what Holden has to say. Well, I just found out the hook to get Saruti here. We need <laughs> friends for Tom. Yeah. He's on Bumble Front. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in action next week. But until then, screw you, Boston. Go Blues. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.